Memory equals null is a stars without number campaign, sponsored by Roll20 and filmed in front of a live Twitch audience. For more information, or to take part in the continuing adventures of our amnesiac hero, head on over to twitch.tv slash viking underscore blonde. Yeah, they're sitting here like staring out through the you know the energy shield that's kind of enveloped the uh the ship you're loading your mechs onto and you just see this huge fuck off spaceship known as the monarch's fortune this is a legendary spaceship that everyone and their mother has heard of um primarily because very few people see it and survive um, so it's it's for the few that make it away it's become the stuff of legend yeah and they there's theories that they intentionally leave like one or two people alive just to spread the like, if you see us, you are dead rumor. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible idea. Who'd do such a thing? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's just kind of hovering there and you're all sitting there, mouths agape. Um, except for Pippin, who is like, got his phone out and is like taking a selfie with like the monarch <laughs> in the background. Like, Tina's probably the first to recover and she like storms over to one of the, the terminals. Okay. Um, and you see her like typing something in and then you just you can't see the terminal but you see like the light coming off of it and it's just yeah. this big like red light shining on her face and yeah she turns around and she's like they locked out all the all the bays we can't even uncouple the ship Ugh. so what do we do now um Pippin kind of five something he's like hope we don't die <laughs> Um, so yeah, Tina, like, swivels around, points at him, she's like, Pippin, get over here. And he's like, oh, yeah, <clears throat> like, puts his phone away. And he, you know, shuffles over. Um, and she's like, hail that fucking ship. And he looks at her like, you want me to hail the ship that could kill us all if we piss them off? She's like, I will kill you if you don't do it. He's like, okay. <laughs> he, like, starts getting on the computer. All right, so after about a minute or so uh, of typing, Pippin, like, goes, and call. Um, and you see, like, a little screen come up that says, like, hailing. Um, and after a minute, the the screen clicks on, um, and there's a, a little chamber there. And he's like, Janice, it's about to... You're not Janice. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> I'm a Janice! Um, and she goes, I'm Tina Artov. Let me talk to your captain. He's like, fuck. Wait, Tina the tank? It's like, yes, Tina the fucking tank. Let me talk to your captain. It's like, one second. Hey, cap. And then, like, the audio mutes. <laughs> you won't believe he's on the. <laughs> and he goes, he, he's coming. Big fan, by the way. Big fan. He's like, yeah, thanks. And just, like, stares at him. Um, <laughs> so after a moment, um, you actually hear, like, really heavy footsteps um, and, like, the loud mechanical whirring. And then just a hand on the Lost Charmer's face pushes him out of the chair. <laughs> no, he was a fan. And this this guy sits down. Um, he's kind of a kind of a bigger guy, like a little, little on the pudgy side. Uh, big beard. Left half of his face is entirely cybernetic. Ooh. Um, like, oh. And he goes, huh, you weren't kidding. And then you see him, like, pick the guy up. 
Um, it was Tina the Tank Ortov. I'll be damned. You've won me a lot of money. What can I do for you? She goes, you could unlock my fucking port so I can go practice. He goes, yeah, we had to uh, lock down the whole space station, unfortunately, so, you know, no one in, no one out. I tell you what, I do have some money riding on you this uh, this session, or this season. Uh, Tell you what, you give me a little bit of insider info, and I'll let you down onto this to the planet. She goes, fine. Someone's gonna fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, fair enough. I might come down and uh, meet you in person soon. Have a good one. I am gonna be Captain Awkward before they close off the call. Just be like, lovely to meet you, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's already standing up and he's like, unlock the port. And the child would like climbs back up in the chair. He's like, all right, what, what uh, dock you at? She's like, 42. He's like, all right, cool. Good luck, guy. Big fan. And she just like ends the call. <laughs> so yeah, after a moment of like, everyone be like, oh, that actually worked. Huh. Tina like turns around. She's like, go, finish loading the fucking mechs. And everyone's like, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, but they get all the, the stuff loaded in. Um, and Bullock, you know, kind of gestures like, all right, we're leaving. So yeah, you eventually you get down to the uh, the planet and you, you begin unloading. Um, Tina kind of pulls you out. As you're like unloading them, she uh, hands you like a rebreather to put on. All right. Um, uh, she's like, all right, so atmosphere is kind of breathable, but not really. Um, you'll be fine without a rebreather for like an hour. But after that, your lungs start filling up with stuff, so don't. Delicious. She starts going through. She's like, all right, new mistake number one. You started talking about the ship's armaments in our hangar within three months of the games. These are corporations. Corporate espionage is a thing. We do not talk about the armaments of the mechs, or not the real ones anyway, inside the hangar, only down here on the planet. Sorry. Fine. They all knew that. She gestures at uh, Pippin and Nana. Um, so they didn't tell you anything, but your mech does have some hidden features. You get in your mech, you get all synced up and, like, you know, get it powered up. And then, yeah, a little window pops up and it's like a video feed of uh, Tina. Um, it's like, all right, so first bit of tech that we do not talk about, mostly because it's kind of illegal. Mm. And she, like, pushes a button and you see, like, a program start loading. And then it this little little hexagon with like an animated face and like stick arms and legs. Okay. Uh, and it goes, uh, <clears throat> he goes, well, hello there, Miss Ortov. How are you today? She goes, oh God, she didn't change the voice. <laughs> <sighs> We've got Mac Clippy. This is amazing. She goes, Giles, meet the new pilot. This is. I can't believe I'm saying this. Thick McRun fast. <laughs> Please, like, just call me Thick. Yes. Well, hello, Mr. McRun fast. It's a pleasure to meet you. Please, call me Thick. Yes. Sure thing, Mr. McRun fast. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, 
Don't he? It won't. It just won't. <laughs> She's so like, good. like so. This is a rudimentary AI. It's pretty heavily braked, but it can handle a lot of the backend stuff for you. Um, she was supposed to change the voice. Actually, like clicks on the comms. Hannah. She's like, I like the voice. <laughs> <laughs> I like the voice too, Hannah. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> um. She goes, all right, and now the thing we do not talk about, except down here on the planet, you have something that Hannah cooked up, which we like to refer to as environmental ammo generators. Okay, tell me more. Uh, she kind of kicks, like, in her mech, she kicks the dirt and sends a big chunk of it flying. Do you see all this? Tons and tons of iron in the ground around here. So basically, as long as you're on the ground, You've got infinite ammo. <laughs> so, uh, Tina, uh, I want to do a little warm up with you, if that's all right. So, well, let's walk around the city a little bit. I want to get a good lay of the land. We're going to scan the area so we get a proper map. Okay, okay. So, bringing my mech alongside, uh, kind of turn, and without doing damage, uh, I tap her with the back of my right hand and go, tag, you're it, and then I'm going to sprint for the city. I'm going to feckin' peg it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you do that and you like start sprinting ahead. Um, you turn around and you look at her, and uh, Giles goes, She's severed communications, sir. <laughs> Nailed it. She goes, She did send a text message to you, though. Uh, Giles, bring the text message up on screen. All right, it's just giant all caps, just says, Have at thee. Oh, yeah, she activates her, her camo. Um, I'll just let you do that for free. It just turns on. Okay. Um, and she actually, she is going to step out of line of sight. Okay. This is good. Jump uh, over here. Yep. Uh, what's my... Yeah. I know which way that gun's facing. And I basically just want to just open up with a chain gun. All right. Uh, so you're just firing into the building, just trying to shred it? Yeah. Um, I mean, in her vague direction, if it gets lucky, great. But the... Yeah, we want want lots and lots of shredded concrete up in the air. Alright, so yeah, you like shred into the building for yeah. like a good five seconds. And it's not like a full huge hole, but you do like, you can see through the building a little bit. Yeah. There's, like a, you know, there's a hole on the other side. Um, and you don't see her. Crap. Uh... Guile, what active uh, detection systems have I got? Um, you basically just have, uh, sorry, <clears throat> he says, well, we've got basic sonar, but that's being jammed right now because this is a fight. <laughs> Crap. She starts opening up fire from on you from on top of the building over here. She just hits you. Fuck everything. Clutches on our side. So yeah, you just get this like railgun shot through your shoulder. Um... Like, the arm's still operational, but, like, there's a big old hole there now. Hmm. The comms click back on. She's like, we should probably stop soon. I don't want to completely ruin that mech. <laughs> I want to crash into the building right underneath where Tina is. Smash into it. Fire up with the gun. So, yeah, so, you'll, you'll hit, like, second story. Yeah. So, it's a leaping jump right underneath where Tina's at. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you fire up, um, and you can see the building is, like... 
structurally compromised, especially because it has a five-story mech standing on top of it. Yeah, it does. Um, you didn't hit her, or at least not anything that would actually do significant damage. So you like look up at her and you like see her through the debris and all of the uh, the various um, smoke and stuff that's falling. Um, and then her mech gets kind of fuzzy and then it's not there. And you just hear her land behind you. Damn. So you turn around and you see there's like um, she has like these jets coming out of her shoulder. Yeah. Kind of looks like, and they're just like expelling energy. Ooh. Um, so that could be either camo or that could be like a blink. That's cool. Um, all right. So she actually she intentionally shoots between your legs, like <laughs> almost hits the groin of your mech. Just enough as a warning. And then she, the comms click back on. She's like, "All right, good enough. I don't have to do tons of repairs on this thing." Fine, fine. She's like, all right, come on. We got somewhere to be. And she starts, like, in the mech, just, like, strolling out of the... Strolling out of the city. All right, um, all right. But if we'd, if we'd gone a little bit, I totally would have had you. Saying this, would we both know I did not have her? <laughs> you, you kind of, like, see her axe hand, like, tense a little bit. <laughs> And then she's like, fuck it, whatever. And she just keeps walking. Um, you do notice you're walking away from the spaceship. Okay. Uh, I don't want to... Maybe I don't understand this planet enough. Isn't our ride back that away? She goes, yes, but the people we are meeting are that way. Sorry, come on, Mike. All right, I'm with you. Just let me know if I need to stop opening fire. <laughs> she goes, shouldn't. Uh, she clicks on the comms to the ship. She goes, all right, Hannah, we'll be back. And she's like, all right, say hi for me. She's like, will do. And she does the, like, over the, the hand wave. Um, Guile, send Hannah a happy smiley emoji. She goes, all right. She made a weird squeak sound. <laughs> but yeah, you guys are, uh, you guys are walking for quite a while. Okay. All right, so Tina, how do I back you up? Because let's be honest, you're going to be doing most of the murder in this. I I plan to get a few kills on my belt too, but you know, banter aside, we both know this is your arena. So how do I back you up? Shows well. Normally I run these solo, so generally I hide in the buildings or whatever cover I can get, pick people off from afar with this thing. She, you know, hold the the railgun up a little bit. She goes. But with you, changes things. We might, we might have to do a uh, sniper and chicken kind of a thing. And I get the feeling that the chicken in reference would be me. She says, "Yes, you are. You are absolutely the bait." <laughs> I'm thinking I might sit up top one of the tall buildings, kind of dig in, have you be down, draw fire. I'll shoot over your shoulder. Sounds like a plan. Have you got any more spec on the White Russian? Because I'm trying to think how best to make sure that he ceases to exist. Because, well, he's going to be difficult because he tends to be the kind of pilot that likes to just square off and trade blows. So his mechs tend to be really heavily armored. So 
But lucky for us, <laughs> we have a railgun. Okay. Says he also might be a bit rusty, which will help. He hasn't been in this tournament in four or five years. Oh, so he might be able to take advantage of that. Because keep in mind, that doesn't mean he hasn't been practicing and that he hasn't been entering tournaments. He just hasn't entered this tournament. Uh, for the record, I am listening and paying attention while she's talking, um, but I am also... The, the mech's rhythm is now in step with Africa by Toto. Now I'm just imagining like you like moonwalking backwards yeah. like in your mech, which would look ridiculous. But all the while having a genuine serious conversation about mech tactics. Yeah, start doing um, the sprinkler. <laughs> so when he fought in the past, he was all about trading blows, right? I tried to avoid him in the past because before he hasn't made me want to kill him. Like, but this year we're gonna fucking kill him. So I mean, not to oversimplify, I say while still dancing along to this, uh, not to oversimplify, but if I can lock him down, you hit him with that tasty good railgun of yours. I think we can turn him into several sizes of not a person. And, you know, if I happen to overfire into his chest cavity after you disable him, well, that's just an accident, you know? This is my first tournament, and I'm sure we can find a reason. Or maybe I'll just... You take out his knees, I'll step on his chest. Oh, no! Pilot got squished! Oh, no! Yes. That could work. Let's just hope he doesn't have an escape pod. Ah, oh, I can catch it or hit it or something. That would like, be funny as fuck. I know, my mech is doing the dancing at this point. <laughs> my she mech goes, is dancing. Yeah, she goes, if he does eject, do not touch the escape pod. That's immediately uh, disqualification. Oh. Alright, so we've basically got to open him up before he can jump out. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so you guys are walking for like an hour. I mean, Tina's walking. I'm occasionally dancing. Yeah. For an hour, by the way, I'm playing this on loop. Um, eventually in the distance, you actually start seeing, um, you kind of come over a rise, and there's a couple mechs, um, kind of, like, standing there. Well, sitting there, powered down. Um, and then beyond them, you can start to see there's what looks like a bunch of monoliths. Still um, dancing as we're walking up. Still dancing. <laughs> so, you, as you walk up, there's somewhere between 25 and 30 of these, like, really massive, like, 10 or so story tall, um, solid black monoliths. Ooh. Uh, and one in the middle that is, uh, much taller. It's probably 30 stories tall. Um, think, like, Washington Monument, if it was black. Um, and as you get closer, you notice, like, they have names on them. And dates. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm gonna slowly start turning down Toto by Africa. As I'm surprised Tina hasn't shot me in the back for playing it for an hour long. Um, so yeah, you like sidle up next to the other, the other mechs, um, and she starts like powering down her mech. Okay, uh, And you see down on the ground, uh, you can now see there's like little specks of people. So yeah, you like climb out of your mechs. You yeah. got your like rebreathers on, um, and there's like six people here already. Um, I'm going to be uh, one, uncharacteristically quiet for most of this engagement. Yeah, so one of them uh, kind of walks up and, and gives Tina a hug, and he's like, ah, 
almost thought you weren't gonna come. <laughs> she like punches him in the shoulder. Like, fuck you, I wasn't gonna come. Um, and you turn, and now that you're closer to these monoliths, um, yeah, they're like giant uh, memorials um, to the various pilots that have died during the games. Um, and the big one in the middle is Hank the Tank. Um, the sun is just going down behind you. Um, and they're all just seem to be like standing there waiting for something. Um, but yeah, there's six of them. There's a couple, couple men, a couple women. Uh, there's a guy in a wheelchair. Um, so yeah. I'm happy to just kind of chill it over this one and see how it unfurls. All right, cool. This is a situation that doesn't require Thick's usual um, uh, brand of humor. So the sun is like setting behind you, and yeah. as the shadows kind of creep up over the uh, the monoliths. Yeah. There's a brief moment where you're just kind of in the dark. And then the monoliths start to very faintly glow. Okay. This like kind of nice light blue color. Um and Tina kind of sighs, and you hear her whisper like love that part. And um Aww. down at the end, the guy in the wheelchair, he's got like a a little satchel and he pulls out a bottle of something and he uh he uncorks it, and he kind of silently holds it up towards the monolith, takes a big swig, passes it over, and they each do that in turn. Um, Tina holds it up for a little longer than the rest, and then, you know, takes a re-breather down, takes a swig, and then passes it to you. My usual sass and shit-talking, we're going to put that aside, so re-breather up. Cheers. Big old swig. Yep. Pass it on. Alright, so yeah, you like pass it back to Tina and they just pass it back down the line to the person who brought it. Um, and then yeah, they all kind of stand in a, a moment of uh, silence. And then I'm just like, well, better get back. <laughs> She's like, good luck with that. It's like, what do you mean? Fucking Monarch's fortune's up there. Lock down the whole space station. <laughs> and he, he kind of goes white. Like, <laughs> So they all kind of like look around at each other, like, oh, "All right, let's try and get back on the space station." Um, so they all start getting back in their their respective mechs, and you two are kind of left standing there. So, is a little pre-match ritual for you. Yes. Yeah, there's a couple of us that still do it. Used to be everyone, but you know, traditions kind of fade. She kind of points up at the the monoliths. She goes, "They didn't used to do that." Hello. Yeah, it's some naturally occurring bacteria. We had some scientists come down and study it. Couldn't find it anywhere else on the planet. Just oh. here. Just on the, just on the monuments. Mm-hmm. Super cool. She's a bioluminescent fungus they're talking about using in space stations now. She kind of chuckles and just like starts climbing back up her mech. Okay, and uh, I'm going to start doing the same. All right. Okay. Um. So popping in. All right, I guess we should start Baker back. So you you see like a little thread of light like that coming from like almost looks like a little cave or something. Okay, Tina, I'm getting some strange readings over here. I'm gonna quickly check this out. She like stops and like you know you can hear beeping sounds. She's like, I'm not getting anything. Hmm. You're welcome to come with, but uh, I I will not be offended if you want to head back. I'm gonna make my way over there. She can, she can, she can take it or leave it. But we are, we, we aren't asking permission. 
Yeah, she's like, I feel like I'll get in trouble if I lose you. <laughs> she starts following you. So you start following this little like thread and it's one of those things where it always seems like it's just the same distance away from you, but it's leading down into this like cave system. Okay. Um, and as you're like getting close, your mech could like maybe squeeze in here, but it would be a pretty tight fit. And then you hear crack. And all of your like unstable ground warnings go off. And then the floor just gives out underneath you. Fuck. You like try to fire your thrusters, um, but like the thrusters happen to be right next to a rock as they go off. So it actually like pushes you forward on your face in the dirt. Kind of, you're maybe 50, 75 feet down. Okay. And you, your comms to click on and he goes, you okay? Everything hurts. I'm fine. So yeah, you like pick the mech back up. Yeah. Um, and you look around and you like your mech has like headlights that you can flip on. Yeah. Because uh, it's dark down here. Headlights um, on. And like the dust is settling from all the debris you scattered. Yeah. Um, and you see the last little bit of the thread like dissipate, and then in front of you there is this massive skeleton. Um, it almost looks like, um, you know, the spade fish from Subnautica? Yeah. It's like one of those, but huge. Like, size of a small spaceship. Holy crud. Comes on. Hey, Tina! Any reports of gigantic feck-off life on this planet? Uh, not that I know of. So I'll make enough space for Tim to come join, because she can do a crazy-ass teleport shit. Yeah, she doesn't. She just, like, jets down. Uh, Gohel, have you got any information what the bloody hell the skeleton is? Oh, I don't know. Stand still for a second, for a second, please. And, um, out of your, like, one of your chest compartments, like, opens up and there's this big, like, sweeping scan laser. And, like, it's searching through, like, a database, um, and then just, like, flashes no, no matches found. Oh, good. And he goes, something kind of interesting, though. Looks like it has metal components. Ooh. And a, he, like, brings up, uh, like, a rough 3D scan of it for you to see. And over on, like, the side, there's, like, a little rectangle of metal. It looks like a hatch. Oh. Right. Uh, comes on. Tina, I'm... I'm gonna go take a look. Do you mind just staying out here just in case I am horrendously, horrendously getting myself in over my head? Just, yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're like going towards the door. Um, it's it's like cracked open a little bit. Yeah. You hear that sound, because I'm seeing chat freak out about it now. Okay. But you you don't hear it with your ears. You, like, hear it in the back of your mind. Okay. okay. So, uh, I didn't hear it, so what was that sound again? We hear that in our brains, not with our ears. Yep. So we're gonna die. So, you get up to the door, you have to, like, scramble up the side of the skeleton a little bit. Yeah. 
Um, but you get there, and it's it's open like, you know, a couple inches. Is it open enough I can get through, or do I need to... No, you'd have to, like, pry it open. Hmm. Tina, I have a tiny favour to ask. Would you mind tearing that door off? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take a step back. She's like, all right. So she, she steps forward, um, and she actually takes the axe, uh, and the the tip of her, like, the, the pommel of her axe has a point on it. And she just, like, boop, and just, like, crams the door in. Thank you. Um, and then she, like, positions herself uh, and, like, turns her floodlights on to, like, give you light down the hallway. Oh, nice. So, yeah, you look down this hallway, and it's this weird mixture of, like, the floor appears to be metal, but the walls look like you're walking through, like, a rib cage. Okay. The hallways kind of go around something in the middle, presumably this thing's brain. Okay. Um, so there's, like, a, a hallway that goes straight in front of you, and there's one that goes to your left. Um, and just off to your right, there's, like, a little room with the doors open, and it looks like this might have been, like, quarters of some kind. Like, looks like there might have been, like, a bed in here at some point. Okay. Let's give it a let's give it a quick search. Um, it's it's empty of stuff now, but you see like, you know, when something's been somewhere for a while and the light like slowly discolors the wall where that thing wasn't. Yeah. You can see there like there was looks like there was furniture in here at one point, um, but there isn't now. Okay, let's keep exploring. So you head left for a while, um, and this is just like a long hallway. Um, and at one point, there's like a. It looks like it maybe was like some kind of window, um, and you like look in and shine your light in there, and there's just this huge empty cavern, um, and just like a pile of what looks like at one point was biological matter that is decomposed. Okay. Um, you keep going, and once you get towards the front, there's this like big open room. Um, it's like thirty by thirty or so, not huge, but you know, compared to the other room. Okay. Um, and there's like a couple it's really disturbing it looks like they were like control panels but instead of metal they're like made out of bone and there's a large truck outside that scared um, the fuck out of me <laughs> it was really good timing um, but yeah and then there's like um there's most notably there's something that looks like it's a chair but it's got these like looks like they were like bone almost like the the headlock things that are in your mech but they're like fingers okay they're kind of like dried out and solidified i'm just gonna kind of poke at it a little bit and they're just gonna go yeah it tastes like dust and it doesn't taste good mmm decomp right so assuming that hasn't like killed me or giving me superpowers let's sit in the why chair. not both um so you sit in the chair and it holds your weight for like a second and then it cracks and just crumbles underneath you that's not what i was expecting but i was like uh, and then like scrambling to my feet because i've still got the camera I'm like i'm fine i'm fine tina tina i'm fine yeah you probably like dropped the camera and there you hear like a slight like <gasps> All right, I'm going to take one of the chunk pieces, one of the things that looked like it was one of the net connectors. I'm, mm -hmm. just, I'm just grabbing that. 
when you're grabbing one of those, you notice there is like a stinger of some kind that's like two pronged. Oh, I'm definitely that, taking that. Which would have gone in like your spine. Yeah, I'm taking that. Um, so let's go check out the other room that we didn't look at. All right. Yeah. So there's another like quarters. Um, there's another larger room, um, but there's nothing in it. Um, and then there is. There was like a. Th- looked like there was maybe a thin membrane here at one point but there isn't um and it leads down into that big empty cavern with like the decomposed shit in the bottom okay uh just be like so tina i think i've seen everything here i'm gonna start heading out feck knows what this is but i'm sure uh i'm sure hannah's gonna have a field day with some of this yeah so um as you get out tina has like in her mech she's like opened up a compartment and taken out something and like stabbed it in the ground and it starts beeping. It looks like it's a beacon of some kind. Okay. She's like, A, we can find it again. B, we now have salvage rights on it. If we can salvage whatever it is. Not a terrible shout. Not a terrible shout at all. All right, so I'm heading up, powering up the mech. Yep. I'm taking one of the teeth. I'm going to cut off one of the teeth with my axe and bring it with on their arm. Yeah, you, uh, you don't have to, like cut it you can just like grab it and kind of jiggle it a bit and pop it out oh wow it's that all right yeah i'm bringing the tooth it's it is it is a skeleton at this point and like this tooth is like in the mech you have to like hold it like this like it's huge and then you start walking back to the uh the mechs and there's this like really awkward silence for a while where you're both like processing what you saw and you're after a while she's just like i did not know there were things that big. Well, like, it was great. Like, I mean, you saw it, right? Like, there was a control setup. Like, it was all, like, I guess, squidgy bone originally. But, you know, I know a feckin' captain's chair when I see one. And I like, broke a captain's chair when I saw one. Still sorry. Just like... Yeah, I... I'm not particularly religious but um do you know anything about the weaver's conclave i think i ate one of their flyers (laughs) you've got like a video feed of her face and she just like and then just like never mind she's like all right so from my understanding after the scream one of the survivors of the scream who went insane wrote down all of his thoughts just like stream of consciousness and then had an aneurysm and died but people found it and started reading it and from what i can tell it's one of those things the more you read it it kind of starts to make sense but it's just like batshit crazy stuff but they talk about there was an ancient race called the Weavers. Okay. And when we faster than light travel, when we spike travel, we're just following the pathways that they wove. And sometimes they're called the Weavers, and sometimes they're called the Star Eaters. That seems healthy and happy. I'm sure no reason anyone called the Star Eaters would be a problem. Especially those who seem to have gigantic fish death monsters. But 
So here's where it gets really weird. According to their religion, the scream happened because sentient life was too out of sync with them and them dying out basically caused the scream. About a hundred years after the scream, so like, I don't know, 150, 200 years ago, something like that, there was a solar system in our sector that there was a star there and like the exchange had a satellite there because there was a star there and the, the ships could refuel off of it. They could pull hydrogen from the star and it's not there anymore. Not there, and as in missing. It's just gone. And now there's this huge nebula there that uh, is so thick and full of ionized things that no scans can penetrate it. And there's asteroid belt in there, so you can't go in safely. Hey, Tina, how thick would you say it is? Probably not as thick as you. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Please continue. But yeah, so there's there's this sector now um, that just there was a star and now there's not. So maybe not all the star eaters are dead. 